Hey everybody, I hope everybody's week uh, was good this, uh, uh, we got a good weekend, uh, beautiful weather, I, man I really like this time of year, uh, the temperatures have been, uh, not only the temperatures but the humidity has been phenomenal outside, uh, I was out at the farm the other day, uh, yesterday we were kind of cutting grass and getting it ready for the Labor Day weekend and on Monday we're going to have a big crowd of people come out. So, and Ben, I tell you, it was the first time I'd been out there and cutting grass and stuff like that. I was sweating like a pig by the time I got done, by the time I got done cutting grass, you know, they got, they have about 65 acres out there and probably about, probably a third of that is all grass that needs to be cut. So we were out there cutting grass and, but man, what a day it was. Today is beautiful. It's Saturday. It's just gorgeous. Or today's Sunday. Sorry. Um, Saturday we were out there. Um. Today's beautiful. The Monday's supposed to be gorgeous. Same thing, you know, mid-70s, low humidity, and just beautiful sunshine and everything. And I can't look, I'm just, you know, looking forward to the last weekend of the summer and getting into the fall. And I kind of like, I'm always been kind of like a fall and uh, actually a spring and fall person. I like kind of like, uh, I don't like extremes in weather, like really cold or really, really burning hot. I kind of like these 65 uh you know, 50, 60 to 70 kind of temperature ranges and beautiful, you know, beautiful skies and stuff. It's good camping weather. I like to go camping and, and, uh, spend a couple nights out at a campfire and things like that. So it's a, it's a, it's my favorite time of year. Actually, the last, uh, last couple of weeks have been kind of busy. Uh, I've been, uh, two things. I, I was helping my brother, uh, uh trying to get ready, uh, trying to get the horses ready for, the uh for the winter so of course that means uh, bringing in a bunch of hay uh so we had about 250 bales of hay that we uh had on two trailers uh, one of them had about 150 on it or 160 and the other one had like 90 on it uh, one was like 20 you know 20 foot trailer and the other one was like 16 foot anyway we picked up this hay from the field and uh that we brought it back to the farm and and we started uh, we started uh, putting these these <laughs> these bales of hay in um, up in the loft up in the barn. And uh, luckily, my brother had this um, he had this um, elevator. I guess that's what you call it. It was like a, a single conveyor kind of thing where it had a little hook on it and it would grab the you'd throw the bale of hay up on top of there and it would just grab it and just and just haul it up to the top of the top of the loft where we were where we were uh, stacking the hay. So I was down at the bottom, and these these uh, these trailers we had them stacked. I would say, fifteen feet high up in the air, and I don't know if you've ever done hail ba- uh, bale bales before, but when you're up there and you're about fifteen feet up in the air, these bales are like moving all over the place. So you got to be like really careful where you step. You know, you step in between a bale, and you man, you'll sink down all the way down to your waist, and sometimes in you know one of your legs and stuff like that, you'll sink. So you got to be very careful. Not to step on the edges because they just they'll just fall you know they'll just fall off to the side if you're not careful. And this uh, so we started we started you know often these these uh, bales up uh, up to the up to the loft and everything. And of course you know you work on one side you work on one end of the trailer and then you kind of work to where the uh, elevator is sitting on top of the bales and then you kind of move to the other side and you're kind of like working from side to side and and as you are you know working from side to side you got to move this uh, this big heavy uh this elevator from you know down to the next level so you can get more you know so you can work on more bales and stuff and uh man i'll tell you that was uh that was the hardest work that i have done in a long time 
Uh, luckily, the bales were averaging anywhere between 40 to 45 pounds per. Uh, they weren't like real heavy, dense, you know, bales at 75 or 80 pounds, thank goodness. But, uh, man, I'll tell you what, you move 250 of these bales at the end of the day, man, that kicks your ass. I'm telling you, that is a real workout, especially like a lot of upper body stuff. And uh, I, I was just so exhausted that day after I got finished uh, uh, doing that. Um, man, I was tired. I was tired. Anyway, so that was my, that was a farm. But the, you know, the good thing is, is that we had an opportunity and you, know, you get done, you see all this and the, and the barn smelled great. You know, it had all this fresh hay in it. it smells really good. And you just know that, uh, you know, the horses are all set for the winter. They're all, you know, they got food for the winter, and it's a good feeling to have all that that taken care of. Uh, he's got about 100 more bales that he's uh, got to get to fill up the loft for the for the winter, and we'll probably be doing that in the next week. Uh, besides uh, doing that out at the farm, I've been uh, kind of uh, thinking about what I wanted to do in preparation to go out to uh, Utah. Of course, a lot of you know I got, I'm divorced and just recently divorced, and uh, my kids all live out in Utah and in California. I got a younger son who's in the Navy in San Diego area, but all the rest of my kids are all in Utah, and my grandkids are out in Utah. So uh, my plan was to be out there in November, and uh, so I've been kind of hanging out here, doing some research on jobs and everything out there in Utah. And uh, but I, what I decided to do it was to go out, and I've always wanted to. Uh, get my CDL license, if that's weird. That it, it probably is weird, but um, I've always worked in, uh, you know, for businesses, corporations, and, and been a salesman all my life. And I, uh, you know, talked to my brother about it, and he says, I think it's kind of cool, Bob. He says, you got to go and do it. It'll just give you another skill uh, that you have under your belt that you can, you know, that you can rely on when you go out there. So I decided to go ahead and pull the trigger and go out there and do that. And so I've been going to school for like the last three, four weeks uh, to learn how to drive a truck. And, um, and I just, uh, just graduated, actually. I, I passed my, my final test there, and I got my, uh, my temporary license now. And then just, now I'm just waiting on uh, my state test, which, of course, because of COVID-19, they're like a month and a half behind. So I'll be sitting around and, and kind of like uh, just waiting on that unless they hopefully they'll move me up and and uh and get my turn to get in and take my test so i can get my cdl license so that was a lot of fun that was a different experience uh to me and it was actually it turned out to be a lot more fun than i thought it was going to be uh but uh, first the first week was all classes it was boring man it was like snore boring and then the last uh, last two to three weeks we were actually in the trucks driving on the road and doing maneuvers and learning how to back up and and uh you know not run over people and run over things and uh and do it properly. So, and then you really had to know, you really had to know like about the truck. I mean, they do this thing called a pre-trip and you basically have to go through the whole truck, parts of your engine, all the safety features. You have to know your braking systems, air brakes and all this stuff. And you have to point all this stuff out because that's what you're tested on when you go to take your your state test. And uh, so I had to do a, a walkthrough of that and like a uh, a pre-test on that. And I passed that with flying color. So I'm all ready to go. And, and, uh, so that's what I've been doing for like the last couple of cap, uh, couple of weeks working at the farm and doing this and going back and forth. So it's been, it's been, it's been a lot of fun. It's, it's burned some time for me and I really, I, you know, it's been a good thing. Um, listen, the one thing I wanted to kind of talk about today and get on here, I've been uh, a couple of 
my episodes, uh, you know, we've been talking about political stuff going on, and I and I love politics, uh, but I'm not a politician, and I'm not a you know a political scientist, uh, science major, or anything like that. Um, I usually just kind of go with what I feel and. And I don't have a lot of people doing research for me. In fact, I'm a one man show here. <laughs> so any any kind of research I do, I it's it's on my <laughs> I do it on my own. And uh, so a lot of it's my 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 viewpoint and stuff. And uh, but at the same time, there's so many people doing uh, political stuff out there that are a lot smarter than I am and have a whole staffs and stuff, and they can really do a good show and things like that. And I try to I try to stay away from it unless it's something that I feel like it really burns you know burns me and i get upset with it and then i'll maybe say something about it i am very political i'm very conservative um in my in my thinking and my political views and things like that but um i wanted to talk i want to do something a little bit different today and 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 the reason why i want to talk about this is because it's something that it was in a conversation with some friends of uh that we had a conversation about uh last week and that is uh, what is in a name um We've been uh, we've been not being able to go to church the last couple of last few months. Um, we've been doing a lot of like just individual study here. You know, we have a what they call a come follow me uh, lesson plan, basically uh, for Sunday school that we used to study in Sunday school. Now we're doing it personally. Um, so in that in that in those lessons, uh, they were they were talking about the importance of names that were in the Book of Mormon. Uh, Nephi is uh, one of the first big names in the, in the, in the Book of Mormon. He was a son of his, uh, he was a son of Lehi and his name really meant something. And throughout the rest of the Book of Mormon, and it's broken up in different uh, books of different prophets and different leaders and stuff like that, you'll find that there are several uh, generations of other people who are called Nephi. And they were given those names because of the name itself has meaning to it, and uh, and they were and those those people were given those names uh, to respect those names and to honor those names, uh, just like uh, their ancestors had honored their names. And so we started talking a little bit about our own name. Um, our friends were sitting there talking about their you know their names, and, and my brother mentioned something to me. It was. We basically kind of had the same similar kind of experience, but just in different ways with my dad. Um, with my with my brother, my dad had always uh, taught him that his his name, his last name, it, it wasn't really his name. <laughs> odd, odd. I know it's kind of an odd statement, but it really wasn't his name. It, it, that he was borrowing that name. Uh, to a point, basically, here's what he said. He says, listen, he says, you don't really become your own person until your parents pass away or they die. At that point, you become the eldest or you become the next in line. And you actually take that, that Laney, that Laney name, that, that name onto yourself. And you be, you actually become that individual and the, and the name that you're given is, is becomes yours. And he always, he always taught us to respect uh, where we come from in, in our last name, and that we are borrowing that name until it became ours. Now, when I was a kid, my dad didn't really kind of tell me that. But here's what my dad did with me when I was a, when I was a kid. When I started getting old enough to you know drive and to go on dates and you know and I was out with my girlfriend or out with friends or something like that, my dad would always say the same thing to me. And when he would say it, 
he was he was serious. I mean, it was it wasn't like just in passing, like going out the door. Hey, blah, blah, blah. no, Dad would sit there and say he would look at you and he would say these words to me every time I left my home, and he would say, and my kids and my kids know this because I have carried on this same this same thing, uh, the same phrase with them. And if you ask any of them, all four of them, if you ask any of them, forever, whenever they left the house, this is what they were told. And he said to me, remember who you are and who you represent. And I'm telling you, it just wasn't a saying. It was like he meant it big time that you don't just represent yourself going out there in the world and when you're hanging out with your friends and, and things like that and they're doing stupid crap you remember who you are and who you represent. You're representing me and my fam- our family. You're representing our Laney name, and you don't screw it up and don't and don't mess it up. You don't do anything to bring any kind of dishonor to your name and to yourself and to and God forbid, don't do it to your family name. <laughs> and he was serious about it, and, and I knew it was. And every, I tell you, every time, I don't think I ever left that house uh, if my dad was there. Uh, that he didn't say that to me and made sure that I responded to him, Dad, I, I got it, man. I'm, I won't do anything. And I really believe that really helped me out as I, you know, as, you know, going through high school and stuff like that. And I started, you know, you start getting out on your own and you start doing your thing. And it's really helped me to understand like a responsibility that I had uh, even when I was, uh, you know, when I was a, a teenager and stuff like that, not that I was perfect. I, you know, Hey, listen, everybody messes up, everybody screws up and teenagers will be teenagers and things like that, you know? Um, but I can honestly say that, that when I was out, um, when I was out with my friends, uh, that was foremost in my mind all the time, uh, uh the way that I acted and the way that I try to represent my family. Um, and that kind of like brought me to uh, a little bit uh, talking about my my family, my family history. Now, if you know anything about the LDS Church, you know that it's pretty much genealogy driven. We're very much uh, interested and do a lot of genealogy and trying to find out about our ancestors. And there's religious beliefs behind and precepts and, and concepts behind why we do it. And if you're interested, I'll you know, text me or drop me an email at uh, rob at robscottpodcast.com, and I'll let you know. Um, but genealogy and knowing your, your family history is very important uh, in, 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 in my religion. And we've done a lot of genealogy. My mom, his, my, on my dad's side, uh, his sister and family have done a lot of genealogy. And, uh, and my brother and um, his, his daughter has done a lot of, on the Laney side as well. In fact, they've, they've done their genealogy back to, I think the latest one I saw was on their pedigree chart was like 1385, as far back as they've gone. And they still have a lot of work to do. And uh, so that kind of prompted me to kind of like look at my look at my history and like the origins of the Laney name, and that's L-A-N-E-Y. And I thought when I was sitting there looking, I always kind of knew, I, mean, I already knew because I've seen some crests and some uh, coat of arms, you know, that we were, that we were, had uh, Irish background, right, uh, that our name de- uh, evolved from D. Laney. 
And then later on, the the DE left, and then it was just Laney, and we came from Ireland, and that was in the like the 1780s or somewhere around. That's how far back that went. But when I was doing some more research, when I was thinking about this, I wanted to find out a little bit more. And what I found uh, was really interesting to me. It was like really cool, and I and I and I didn't know this. It was really interesting. So I hope I'm not going to bore you a little bit, but I'm going to tell you a little bit about my. I'm going to tell you about a little bit about the, the family history and the crest. Um, the Laney name was brought to England in the great uh, wave of migrations following the Norman conquest of 1066. So that's when the Laney Laney name kind of first showed up. Uh, they lived in Staffordshire, England, and the and the name is derived from Old English word Lanu, and that's L-A-N-U. And literally, I think that's the way you say it. I, I guess that's Lanu, and literally translates a dweller of in the lane. Now, I always kind of figured I had, you know, since we're laney, I always figured something that had to do with roads or something like that. I didn't know if we were keepers of roads, if we made roads or something like that. I always figured something, that, and that's pretty much goes along with what I what I read here. Uh, what I found was interesting is the origins of my name. It was like really cool. Um, at least I think it is. And uh, the surname Laney was found in Staffordshire, where the family claimed descendant of De La Lane, which played a role in the Battle of Abbey. And apparently what happened is this uh, Colonel, Colonel, uh, what's his name? Where is his name? John Lane in the Battle of Worcester saved and preserved King Charles II. So he was granted this special badge of honor, and that shows up in my that shows up in my one of our crests or our our um, our um, arms. Um, uh, this 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 badge of honor and this motto, which is I don't I don't know exactly how to say this, but I'm gonna I'm probably gonna be butcher this to death. But it, Garda Leroy. And that means, um, and that actually means guard the king. And uh, in our, it's a motto. Now, not all crests have mottos. Some of them do. Some of them don't. Uh, some people, you know, some choose not to have them. Some, some do. Uh, but that's one of our things. It's get it, us it, it like an illustrious history of protecting, you know, protecting the king, and his and his family was uh, the royal crown. You know, uh, gave him recognition uh, for that. And I thought that was kind of cool. And as I looked at my history, I looked at I looked at my history a little bit more, um, and found out that uh, you know, so what are some of the notables, uh, some of the people uh, that you know bear you know bear my last name. And uh, I thought that was, and, and I'll go over that in a minute. But what I wanted to talk about also is. Uh, like the migration of my family, my family name. Now, I always thought we were we were from Ireland, and we probably we are. But what happened is uh, the migration of the Laney family. They they moved into Ireland in this in the 1700s, and also they also migrated to New Zealand. I had no idea that they had uh, migrated um, to uh, to New Zealand as well. Um, 
according to this, and then they were they followed the footsteps of European explorers such as Captain Hook in 1960, 1979, 1769 to 70. Uh, first came sealers and whalers, missionaries and traders. Um, and by 1838, the British New Zealand Company had begun buying land. Uh, from the Indian tribes there and selling it to settlers. And that was my family. That was some of my family members. Um, I thought that was, I never knew that my name, part of my name was came out. It was, had migrated to New Zealand. And I was sitting there thinking a little bit about that. I go, you know what? Maybe that's what, maybe that's the, I have a little, little bit of that DNA as far as migration and, and moving around because ever since I was 19, I ne- I've never lived at home. Uh, I've come back to visit, of course, and Christmas and things like that. But for 40 years, I have never, I've never lived back in Ohio. This is the first time I've lived in Ohio since I was 19. And I've lived, I've had an opportunity to live coast to coast. I lived in California and I lived in New Jersey, of all places, New Jersey. I never thought I'd end up living in New Jersey, but I actually, more than half my life, I've lived there raising my family. You know, that's just history. But, uh, but I've been able to, uh, to, to move around, and I always wondered, like, my brothers and my sisters always kind of stayed close to home, and I just never did. Well, maybe a little bit of that DNA, that little, you know, that little migration kind of thing is kind of like in my blood. And, uh, and that's why I've enjoyed, uh, you know, my life, uh, you know, out of Ohio and doing things. Um, just a thought. I don't know if it's true or not, but I just thought that was kind of cool. Um, some of the settlers in New Zealand, uh, there was an Edward Laney, um, and all these guys came across uh, in, in the 1800s, like 1842, and they were all on the same ship, apparently, on the Olympus of, in 1842. There's two Edward Laneys, a Mary Laney, and a William Laney all landed in New Zealand in 1842. And then it talked about some of the notables, uh, contemporary notables with the Laney name. There was a Malcolm Laney. That was 1910 to 1985. He was American head coach of the Alabama Crimson Tide. Can you believe that? Didn't know that. There was an Alan Laney. He was an American uh, singer, songwriter, and musician. Uh, Benjamin Travis Laney. He was a politician. And there's several in here. I'm not going to read them all. But there are several politicians, both on Republican side, Democrat side. Uh, A couple, two or three of them that were in Texas, uh, state representatives and things like that. So, And I look at myself and I look at uh, my interest in politics and maybe that's where I get it. (laughs) Who knows, you know? (laughs) I'm definitely not a Democrat, but that's okay. But that's where my interest and my passion and and when, you know, my conservative views are, are, that's kind of, I I get it from these guys, I guess. Um, I also had uh, Willis Laney. He was an American fighter pilot and flying ace in the U.S. Navy during World War II, credited with five aerial victories. I'll have to share that with my uh, my youngest son since he's in the Navy. Uh, I, I didn't know that. Um, let's see, what else? Uh, politician, politician, politician. Most of the rest of them are politicians, so that's pretty much um, uh, who we are. And then the motto, they, it, it describes the motto um, and you know why it was given and... How some of them, they, most mottos showed up on the family crest around the 14th and 15th centuries, uh, but not were not in general use until the 17th century. And some of the oldest coat of arms uh, generally do not include the motto, so you have a choice of whether you want one or not. But uh, Guard of Leroy, uh, which is Guard the King, was included in my in my uh, in my uh, coat of arms and my crest. Um, 
I, I was kind of I was interested in this before, and um, when I was working for uh, uh, an advertising agency, I had a friend of mine. Um, we were had gone on a uh, a couple of appointments together to go see a couple businesses about their about their online programs and things like that. And we stopped at this place in New Hope, uh, PA. And it was like in like a little peddler's village or something like that, you know. And in there, in there, they had several different shops, and we grabbed some uh, bite to eat, and I got some lunch, and we had stopped in to this little place, and it was like a family history, uh, you know, find your, you know, find your your family coat of arms or something like that. And um, he said he had been in the store before, and uh, he says, "You got to get yours and look up your history." So I did, and I had it. Uh, I, you know, I looked up the history, and of course, it was really it was it talked a lot about Ireland and things like that. I did, had no idea that that more the the um, you know the history began more like in England and things like that. Um, but I decided, you know, hey, I'll get the coat of arms, I'll get my uh, crest, and get the history of my family. And when I was there, and I'm glad I did, uh, because it means a lot to me. And it goes back to, for me in my life, it goes back to what my father used to uh, tell us: just to remember who we are and who we represent. That your name has a meaning; it has it has history to it. That it, it's important that you respect it. Now, listen, I'm not. I'm not that foolish to think that, you know, listen, I know you might come from a family, a family that maybe you're, you know, you had a deadbeat dad or something like that. And they weren't the best examples of your name and things like that. But you know what? People, people have choices that they, that, that they make. Right. And just because one person decided not to respect and honor their name doesn't mean that you as an individual uh, have to do the same thing. You're, you're individual, so you can choose to look at your history. You can look at your past because they say that if you don't know your past, then you don't know where you're going to be going in your future. If you don't, if you don't look at what you've, where you came from, you don't know where you're going to be going in the future. And I think that is so true. I, I really believe that that's so true. You know, ever since I was a little kid, and just to kind of uh, finish up here, just since I was a little kid, um, knowing, knowing who you are, I think is so vital. You know, we're there's a you know, there's so many people today, and they call it midlife crisis. They, you know, it's both on men and women both, uh, but they go through these midlife crises where they lose themselves and they don't know who they are. And one of the one of the things I've, I feel like in my life um, that I've always been very grateful for is I've always kind of I've always known who I am. And, um, and where I, when, where I've come from, and I know this is kind of like a little more on the religious side of it, but that's okay. It really goes to who I am as an individual and as, as a person. But ever since I, I, I know this, ever since I was a little, a little kid old enough to, you know, think eight years old, nine years old, I've always understood who I am. And that's because of my religious beliefs. And I've always, I always has known, I have always known that, uh, you know, who I am. And that is first and foremost, that I am, uh, I am a, a son of heavenly parents. That's number one, that, uh, this, this body that I have, this physical body that I have houses a spirit and that spirit lived in as, as an offspring of heavenly parents. And I know that for a fact. I know that. I don't. I don't guess that. And it always helps me in my life 
to understand that I'm here in this on this earth for for a purpose. And that has been very clear to me ever since I was a little kid that, um, you know, you're going to have trials and tribulations. You're going to have all kinds of issues, illnesses, death. You're going to have disappointments, heartache, divorce. You're going to have things that are going to pop up that you don't have control over. Some things, you know, decisions that you make that you do, that you've made wrong decisions and you pay the consequences for those things. All those things are all part of life. But what helps me to what helps me to kind of get through all this stuff is knowing exactly who I am and who I represent. Not only do I represent my 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 dad who who passed away in two thousand and four, and I represent my family name, but I also represent somebody higher than that, and I know for a fact who I am, and I am a child of my heavenly Father. I am, uh, and I have great worth. In that I have uh, the ability, uh, and, and everybody, if you if you read any scriptures at all, you know you have the ability. If you keep the commandments, and you do the you do His will. That you have an opportunity to uh, to return to Him again and be rewarded uh, for the life that you lived and the kind of life that God lives. And I, you know, I've always known that since I was a since I was a little since I was a little guy, and it's always stuck with me all through my life. And it's helped me to get through some really, really dark times, uh, and that, and that, especially over the last few months with my divorce, um, it, it, I was in really probably in the darkest, you know, darkest part of my life that I've ever been. I was just so angry, and I was so um, frustrated, and I just felt like I did not have any. Um, direction anymore. I felt like God wasn't listening to me. It wasn't answering my prayers. And it was just, it was a dark time. And the only thing that pulled me out of that were people helping me to remind me of who I am and who I represent. I had good friends. I had good family. I had loving family and good friends that helped and reminded me. And I forgot that for a moment, you know, when I was, when I was sad and I was down, but I, but what I'm very grateful for is that teaching that I had when I was eight years old and what my father taught me about who I am and what I and who I represent came back to me. And I and, and that helped me to start to heal and to start to accept what was happening to me and you know, looking at starting to look at my future uh, differently than what I, you know, had anticipated doing. But it really helped me to get past a very hard, very dark time in my life. And I'm on the other side of that now, and I'm, I'm really happy about that. And that's all because of what I've talked about today, and that's who you are and who, who you represent. Um, and finding out about your life and about your family, about your family name, and, and learning your history, because it will really help you to move forward into the future when you have a glimpse of what people did for you um, uh, in your past. You know, um, one other thing what I found out, too, is in, the, in, in, the, in our church history, um, when the uh, members of the church were being um, thrown out of Nauvoo, uh, their cities were being burned simply because of their religious beliefs, and the governor of the state there had in a, uh, issued a manifesto that it was okay to kill Mormons. 
And um, so the the saints were being basically driven out of Nauvoo, which they built, you know, out of swampland, left their homes, left their temple. They were uh, moving, uh, you know, and the pioneers were moving out west to Utah. And uh, one of those settlers, one of those pioneers, his name was uh, Isaac Laney. And I had no idea about this until I learned this when I was going to school and taking a religious class. And one of those, he was part of the militia that was protecting the uh, the pioneers, the saints, as they were leaving Nauvoo and going going west, uh, because a lot of these the, these families were being tracked by you know mobs and stuff like that who were wanting to uh, do harm to them. And uh, the story uh, that was uh, told about uh, my relative Isaac Laney was that he was in the militia and at Hans Mill there was a there was a, a war not a war but a, a massacre that went on at Hans Mill and he was there protecting the saints and protecting the members of the church and he had been shot I can't remember how many times like twelve times he had his shirt was like riddled with uh, bullet holes you know like musket holes his uh, stock on his his rifle his musket was all you know bashed in and shattered with and um and most of the most of the wounds and stuff, he he was lucky he survived all this as as that, and he ended up actually continued migrating out to Salt Lake, and he lived out his life in in in, in the Salt Lake Valley. Um, I didn't I didn't know that, and I always thought that my family, you know, my mom and dad joined the church when they were married, and uh, missionaries knocked on their door, and and uh, they joined the church, you know, and I didn't I had no idea um, that. You know, I had that kind of history with my with with the church as well with somebody that had my name. Um, it just all goes to for me. It just reminds me of who I am and and who I represent. And um, let me just if you haven't had a chance to to do research on your name and your family and your past, you ought to really do that. Uh, you really do because you'll learn so much. And I'll, I'll guarantee you this, if you do, you know, you may not be proud of maybe your, you know, your dad or you might have, a, you know, dysfunctional family, but I will guarantee you if you search and if you really look at um, your history and if you do some genealogy, I think you'll find uh, something to be very proud of and something to hold on to and something that will help you to, uh, and to deal with today's, you know, today's problems and, and things that you're dealing with in your life, because it'll give you a, 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 a look at your past and, and the great things that people did in your family and your relatives, that they did great things. Yeah, you're going to find some bad things too, you know. Uh, I was looking through one of my, I was looking at one of the had a list of these people, you know, names of people, and I'm going blah, 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 politician, politician. And then there was this woman that was that was there, and the only thing they had next to it was murderer. <laughs> That's all they had. It was like crazy, like, oh my gosh, you know. It kind of reminded me of that uh, that scene in uh, the, the movie Hitch where Will Smith plays that uh, d- that date doctor guy. And he likes this. He likes this this girl, who's a who's a, a gossip columnist or something like that. And and uh, he takes her out on a date. And of course, the date that he goes, he takes her out to Ellis Island, right? And he'd done some research on her. 
and found out that her great 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 grandfather had come through Ellis Island when he was immigrating into the states. And what he had, he had his buddy there uh, pull out the register, and you know when these big registers with everybody's signatures, because when they guess when they came into Ellis Island, they would sign this this register that they'd come in, and he had that all opened up for her. And uh, it was kind of like pointing at it. And she was she finally looked at it. Her last name was Milas. And she was looking at it. And she was, you know, in this glass box, you know, thing, podium type thing. And she was like, she's like, like, oh, my gosh, that's my great, great grandfather. You know, he actually that's a signature. She was like so impressed uh, that he'd done that and everything. And she was just like really, you know, just teary eyed and very grateful. Then all of a sudden she just gets really kind of like angry and she starts like, you know, like spitting these words out, you know, uh, like stuff like that and uh, uh, like this. And she's, she walks away and she's, I mean, she runs away crying <laughs> and uh, Will Smith or hit, she's like looking at that. He's looking at his friend. He says, you know, I had that whole thing kind of like going differently in my mind, how she was going to take that. Well, then they cut away from that and they're walking at the dock, you know, where they, where they'd come back. And, uh, he was sitting there saying, he said, Hey, listen, man, I'm really sorry. He says, when I was looking, looking at the research, he said, I, you know, when I, when it said, uh, butcher of Baldi's, I thought he's like, he had his own butchery, he did something like that. And I had no idea that he was like a mass murderer like that. <laughs> and she goes, yeah, yeah, it's kind of something that our family doesn't talk about so much and, and things like that. But, you know, he says, no, she goes, I really do appreciate you, uh, you know, the effort that you did. It was really sweet. Anyway, you know, you're going to find things in your history and that's what's really cool about it is that you're going to find things about your family, good and bad. But what you're going to find is that you're going to find some commonality in 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 people that you find that 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 are your relatives, and then sometimes you'll find things that almost like wow, that's that's me, you know. You'll find those things if you do the research. Uh, I promise you, you will, and it's really a cool cool thing to be be involved with is finding out your past and finding out your genealogy, and if you haven't done it. As in, as a person, you should do it. Today is the easiest, the easiest it's ever been to do genealogy. I mean, you can get online and uh, let's say ancestry.com. Um, if you don't know, the LDS Church has the largest genealogical library in the world, and it's at you can access it for free. You just get online and you can access it. There's uh, they have uh, buildings. I mean, just about in every state where you can go, you can go search your genealogy. And this isn't a plug for that. It's just I want you to understand that that and try to get across to you that it's important for you to know your history and where you come from because it's important to know who you are and it's important to know you know who you represent when you're out in the world. And don't ever forget it and don't let anybody ever take it away from you and represent your family well. You know. Listen, thanks for talking. I really appreciate it. Uh, I appreciate you listening. Uh, if you got any comments, if you want any information on genealogy, I'd love to give it to you. Just get me at Rob at robscottpodcast.com. Uh, if you like my podcast, please uh, share it with other people. Uh, sign up you know, for it. I'd love to have you part of what I'm doing here. I'm trying to grow this thing, and I really do appreciate you listening. Listen, my name's Rob Scott. This is my podcast with a view. And like always, be smart and be safe because the world needs a lot of kindness today.